Yo, 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 let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Back for another episode. We back and we better than ever, baby. It's the good guys. Myself, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith. And hey, how y'all doing? And Nick Ely in the building, man. It's a Friday. That's right. It's a Friday here on the Great Debate Show. And we got plenty to talk about. Week 15 is upon us. And there is a big slate of Saturday games this weekend, starting with the Vikings and the uh, Colts. Colts at Vikings. And then you have the Ravens at Browns. And then, to cap it all off, you've got the Dolphins at Buffalo in a frigid, in frigid temperature, uh, you know, in frigid weather in Buffalo for Saturday night. A lot of uh, a lot of talk about that. Tua, can he handle it? Blah, blah, blah. They're in the South. They're in Miami. But Tua's been struggling. They're, they're already, you know, they're on a two-game losing skid. So it, it's going to be great to see what's going to happen on that. Tua versus Allen, two. Josh Allen got his revenge. Buffalo got the revenge on the Jets. They avoided that sweep. Now can they do the same this week against Miami? But first, what about TNF on Prime Video? Thursday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. I believe on the last episode, Terrence Smith and Nick Ely both sided with the Seattle Seahawks. They were both wrong. The San Francisco 49ers got the dud. There's the receipt. There's the receipt. You know it's coming. I didn't know I was doing, I didn't know I was doing this show with Robert Sala. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, I got to get you the receipt, baby. And the Niners get the win. I kind of I kind of okey-doked you all into picking the Seahawks anyway. I was like, hey, they just came off of two straight losses. They're not – well, not two straight losses, but they lost to Carolina. They've lost like three of their last four. They need a win here. But I just knew that they had a chance to go to seven and seven with a loss, and it would be the seven straight win for the Niners. Got that seven again. There it is. The San Francisco 49ers improved to 10 and four. Oh, Pistol Purdy. That's my new name for my guy, my starting quarterback for now for the San Francisco 49ers. He does enough with that rib injury. But he still gets the job done 21-13. The Niners with another win in the in Seattle. They sweep the Seahawks. Only one NFC division, only one division game left for the Niners in the West, and that's Arizona in week 18. And that will be a perfect clean sweep of the NFC West. They are 10 and 4, and they just clinched the NFC West. They are going to the postseason. Congratulations to the Niners. And um for the rest of the league, good luck. All right, guys, what did y'all get from Thursday Night Football from that game? I know it wasn't just, you know, the most entertaining or exciting game as we thought, but the Niners did what the Niners do on defense to keep it from being that exciting. Geno has still had a great season. He still does enough. Just this was the best defense in the league. What's your take? We'll start with Terrence first and then the unique as far as what you all took from Thursday Night Football on Prime Video, Niners, Seahawks. I think that um, in a lot of ways, the San Francisco 49ers, even with injuries, are probably in a better place than uh, pretty much any other team in the NFC. Now, I know the, the question is going to be, what do you mean? Uh, the Eagles are clearly in first place. Uh, but the thing about the uh, 49ers is that they know that more than likely, they're probably going to be that third-place team, that third-place division winner. 
they don't really have to worry so much about seeding because the 49ers don't care about playing on the road. As a matter of fact, they are they are the most they are the team that if in the league that is most built for playing on the road in any kind of weather, especially cold, cold, disgusting uh, January weather. Uh, I know that the 49ers uh, have a lot of plans on playing some weather, playing some weather in February, and I think that right now they are as good as suited to play in February as they uh, as they have been in any year in, in, in recent memory, and that, and and we know that their recent success. So I would not be surprised if the 49ers ended up playing in February. Right now, they are to me in as good a spot, if not a better spot, than anybody because all they can do, all they have to do now is maybe play one more game, and and we know they can, they, they really can start arresting people right now. Uh, their their thing is they need to be healthy. We know that the, their story over the past two three seasons has been injuries, catastrophic injuries at bad times. Uh, so if they can go into this this offseason, not offseason, but this uh, this postseason as healthy as possible, that should be the goal. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about seeding. One team has to come to me that could end up being um, the Lions, it could end up being the Giants, it could end up being Dallas, whoever it is. Uh, the 49ers are not worried because they're going to play that style of football no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. So I think they're in a good spot to be honest. I think what what if anything that I noticed um, on Thursday night is really more so that, like I said, it just doesn't matter. They're going to play their style of football, and you got to beat them. Um, and that's just it. I mean, the 49ers are very good, right? They're great. The idea that they're in a better spot, I mean, I guess the only true confirmation of that is that they are actually the first team this season to clinch their division. Uh, we, we were the first team to clinch a playoff spot but, uh, last week, but then they, they actually clinched the division with the win over the Seahawks tonight. So kudos to them. You know, they did lock themselves into a top uh, top four seed there. Um, but I don't agree with they're in a better spot than the Eagles. Um, you know, it's obviously, you know, we're 12-1. We're and one. But, it's, you know, right now I'm not even about the Eagles. I'm, I'm going to stick to the 49ers. 49ers played a great game. I do agree. Um, like Terrence said, that their game travels very well. Um, you know, I talked I talk with my dad a little earlier, actually. We talk about sports a lot. And he was saying, <clears throat> he said even to me that, you know, the 49ers are the, are the one team that, you know, really can come to Philly and, and cause a problem. Um, you know, just because, like I said, their, their game is very portable. The defense plays solid, and they run the ball well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, like he had, had his best game, I think, as a Niner so far, uh, 108, 108 yards on the ground for him. Uh, Brock Purdy, another 217, two touchdowns, 17-26. I, I know I said I didn't think he was that good, but numbers are kind of hard to argue with. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to see a whole lot of the game, um, but just what, you know, what I did see and what I'm looking at here. Uh, 49ers are, are, you know, they're going to keep, they're gonna keep uh, ticking right along even without Jimmy G. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see you in January. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I wish I had the world on the – everybody that's listening right now on the line right now just so I can ask them all one question. And my question would be, did you all hear what Nick Ely just said and did you buy any of it? It just didn't sound convincing to me. Yes, he said all the right things, but just do you, do you, really, do you really believe it? <laughs> do you really believe he believes it? Because I think Nick Ely is kind of like, damn, all right, this old BP guy is a little better than I thought. And – now, the arrogance in Nick and the confidence, arrogance plus confidence that he has in his Eagles, I'm sure he still doesn't see us as a threat to come in Philly and beat him. 
But I think he's starting to worry about it just a little bit. I think he's starting to sweat just a bit, just a tad bit. Maybe not enough I, to go I, get I, a towel. I've acknowledged for a while that that the only thing that I that I thought could be an issue was the forty. I've said this on, on multiple. I said this while Terrence was gone. You have, you have, but I, but I still, I, 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 I get y'all. I, I, I say, okay, I see you. I still think we're better. But, but I, I yeah. see you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I know. I get it. I think that's exactly how you see it. You see us, but I don't think you think our chances are better with BP versus they were before we had the role with BP uh, before Jimmy went down, and that's quite all no, right. That's I, fine. I, I, I don't think that yet. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not at that point. Okay, and keep in mind though. But keep in mind. We actually could have Jimmy back for that game in Philly. That is actually the game that he probably would be ready to come back. Probably uh, the week before that. Do you want him back at this point? I mean, you know, it just depends on how we're looking, you know, when we get closer to that time as of now. Right. What, what if Brock Purdy, if, if he misses seven games, if, that, if that's how, how the numbers work out, if Jimmy missed seven games and Brock Purdy goes six and one, and the one game is like the last game of the season, you know, and maybe he played the first half or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I, I don't. I don't think Garoppolo gets that job back if he came back today. Not today, and 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 the only way he would get it back three weeks from now, four weeks from now, in my opinion, would still be as if Birdie, uh, Purdy is just starting to just kind of stink it up. He he's not really going over his progressions, or he's just starting to just do a little too much. And he's not, you know, living to see another play. If he's starting to, you know, mm. be careless with the football, you know, turnovers. But that's one thing that he hasn't done just yet. Now, he did have an interception that we, you know, fortunately for us, it was called back. But other than that one, and he needs to learn from that and watch the film, other than that would have been picked. He hasn't turned the ball over and, you know, been careless with the football. That was one thing that we knew with Jimmy. Like, we would cringe. Like, okay, Jimmy, he's 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 he's, he's rolling right now. He's in a rhythm. And then he can e- immediately get out of that rhythm and start throwing a pick or two that could. Sometimes that one pick doesn't hurt us. Usually when it's more than one, we're not going to win. And uh, that's usually when they stop the run. So we worried about that. Now, uh, again, with Purdy, guys, I- I'm all in. Again, I told you all that I wasn't going to pull in my cards. I wasn't folding just yet. I have more reason to see. I have more reason to realize, uh, hey, man, we actually can win this whole damn thing. I know it sounds crazy when you're saying they it could actually go to Philly. We got to just pump the brakes on that. We don't even know if Philly's going to be there when it's time for us to play in the NFC Championship if we get there. Philly could Come on, lose. man. Stop playing. I mean, we don't know who the Eagles will play on that uh, on that first game for them on the, after their bye week. But they could they could get they I could get care. upset. They really could be one and done. It depends on who the opponent is. Whoever the op is, then we'll see. But the Niners could very well host the NFC Championship game. And all we ask BP to do is win a wild card and maybe the divisional round. Maybe. Now again, I don't want Jimmy back if if BP still looks good like he looks now. I don't want him back either, and he probably won't be because Alex Smith never came back when he was healthy. Colin Kaepernick rode that all the way into Super Bowl 47. Even mm. though we did not finish that, we're never satisfied because as much as we wanted Alex Smith out and Colin Kaepernick in, as soon as Colin Kaepernick didn't get the touchdown, those last three, four plays within the five-yard line, everybody said, well, damn it, Alex Smith would have got us those five yards. <laughs> so, you know, that's just how it is. We'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there, T. But I really do think that if VP keeps playing like this, Shanahan's not even going to consider putting Jimmy back in the game. 
Um, but that's it for Thursday Night Football. It's another good win. I want to take this time to give – I try to give some flowers to anybody that has been playing better or just, like, phenomenal and it's not getting talked about enough. For the Niners, Dre Greenlaw, if I didn't say it last week, let me say it this week. He has been one of the best defenders, if not the best defensive player on our team this year. I know we get caught up in the hype talking about Nick Bosa and talking about uh, Eric Armstead now that he's back, and I'm glad he's back. But, man, the things that Dre Greenlaw has done this season, especially the past month, has been incredible for me. And he's the one who's calling everybody out on the defense and making sure that everybody's on the, you know, on point. So, shout out to Dre Greenlaw. He's doing his thing along with Bosa. He has now 15 and a half sacks on the season. And uh, Armstead is back, and he's making his presence felt. Everybody knows it. You can see it. The Niners are dangerous. And Jimmy Ward looking better and better each week as a nickel corner when I didn't really like that move at first. So, you know, D'Amico Ryan is doing a good job with those three DBs out there sometimes when we get in our nickel and dime packages. Jimmy Ward, Hufanga, Hill at the same time. So I just wanted to just say that real quick about Dre Greenlaw. And, again, Pistol Purdy doing his thing, Kittle in the end zone twice, CMC doing what he does. He got over 100, I believe on the ground, and um, Purdy just seems like he gets it, guys. And 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 that's the one thing that I think some people are going to underestimate. We don't need him to play like Jalen Hurts to beat Jalen Hurts because he's playing for the 49ers. <laughs> that's just it. All right, so Nick. The thing that some people are going to underestimate. I like, I like how you did that. That was very nice. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. And, and speaking of Jalen Hurts, we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Michael Parsons said something about him, and uh, – uh, the Eagles say, hey, man, we're worried about the Chicago Bears. We're going to get into that brief, uh, shortly here in a moment. But first, let's run those Saturday games, Nick. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love when these Saturday right. games come around because you know it's time. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas when you get these yeah. Saturday in, these NFL Saturday games. Yeah, this is one of my favorite times of year. Next Saturday, we get Christmas Eve with the Eagles versus Cowboys. I can't wait to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime... Uh, we got uh, Colts and Vikings. Okay, is a decent game. Uh, yeah. I think it's an interesting game. I think it's interesting because spoiler alert: I think the Vikings might need to be on upset alert for that game. Uh, not only have the Colts shown to be kind of a challenge uh, for some of the top teams in the league already this year, uh, the Vikings also are in a situation where, where particularly the Giants, uh, were to win, um, win uh, this week as well against the Commanders. They've got uh, the Giants got the Vikings next week. And so, you know, the Giants in a position where at that point they could be looking at nine and five, uh, you know, nine, five and one right behind the Vikings. Um, so I think I think there's some interest there just because of the of the potential for an upset. Okay. Wow. T, what's your thoughts on that? Uh I'm I'm actually with Nick on that. They definitely should be on uh, upset alert. I think the uh Colts, even though they haven't had much success lately, they do still play a tough brand of football. Uh, you got to come in there and make sure that you stop Jonathan Taylor. And if you don't, it could be a long night. He hasn't had the best season, but uh, I think since Jeff Saturday got there, hey, they have kind of played a little bit better. They just tough defense, and those passing yards might be few and far between. The Chiefs definitely know because they didn't get the victory. Uh, but I think this game is in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. And so I'm going to take Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to bounce back. And it'll be more of, we'll get back to that, um, you vibe that. 
I don't know if they'll be wearing the chains and everything with the shirt off, but yeah, I think the Vikings will bounce back on that one. All right, all right, all right. Uh, next up at the three thirty slot, we got Terrence's nine and four Ravens against the five and eight Browns. Uh, that's in Cleveland, and Baltimore enters that game as a. I'm sorry, Cleveland enters the game as a three point favorite. Wow. I think Tyler Huntley is still questionable. Uh, that he's been he's he's cleared a uh, concussion protocol. Oh, has he? Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Wow. Uh, so so the, the Browns are favorites. Interesting. I mean, I, I guess it's not a surprise because I, I, I do feel like at some point, uh, Deshaun Watson is going to show us why he's he's made so much doggone money. Uh, and it gives my Ravens secondary. If he doesn't do it this week, it'll have to be next year <laughs> because he won't he won't have a better opportunity than what he'll have against these guys. Mm-hmm. I am actually. I'm actually going to roll with the Browns and the, and the three points on this one. I, and I know I shouldn't be doing that, but uh, I just think that against their secondary, uh, wow. that I, the, the good thing about it is I think the Ravens have allowed the seventh least amount of yards um, since uh, Roquan was traded there. So the defense has definitely... I saw that too. Yeah, the defense has definitely improved drastically. Unfortunately, I still don't trust their secondary. So I feel like it's going to be a situation where, and hey, maybe maybe this is the game where the secondary can show, hey, those those four games that we literally gave away, um, we're not doing that anymore. And if that's the case, then, hey, the Ravens should win convincingly. But if not, we could see a game where Deshaun Watson gets 300, 350 yards, three touchdowns, and, mm. and they can squeak, uh, squeak a win out. So I, I, would, I would actually take the Browns on that one. I wouldn't be surprised because what the Ravens are doing right now, they are just trying to hold on as long as they can until Lamar comes back. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a situation where they probably could have rushed him back this week. But it's like, hey, Cincinnati, we still have the lead over Cincinnati because we beat them. Um, we still have the same record, and we still play them again. So it's not a dire situation. Hey, Lamar, get, get all the rest you need, get healed up. Um, and then you know we'll we'll you know we'll we'll tackle that when we get to it. So it might be a situation where they lose, and and you know we'll have to see what Cincinnati does. But there's no need in rushing. But that's what they're doing. They're just trying to hold on until Lamar can come back. So let them come back next week for it uh, at full strength. Okay. Hopefully at full strength. Right. But um, mm, this one is a little bit interesting for me because I, I I saw the same stat that you did too about uh about Roquan Smith and how he you know his presence is. Uh, seem to keep. Yeah, man. He, he is. He yeah. He's a, he's a, he is a presence that will be active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first the first game he got that. The first two plays he made. The first three plays he made him a three and out. Yeah, the first three times I was like, Jesus. But yeah, he's not playing around. Yeah, but um, so that, that that makes this one very interesting for me. You know, matching up him against uh, Nick Chubb and obviously you know what, what he can do on the ground. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with y'all, Terrence. I'm gonna ride with the Ravens on this one. I don't I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Browns just yet. I'm not sure if Deshaun Watson's quite you know knocked all of their rust off yet. Uh, well, I do appreciate I'm, that. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, one, one of those got to stick with y'all, man. And uh, so I'm, I'm gonna be the one to do it. I, I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Uh, I guess there would be an upset on that one, but I'm I'm gonna take. It. Okay, interesting. Uh, I don't know if Huntley's playing or not, but I think they would struggle with him or without him. 
if he's playing, though, I still think they're going to struggle because it looked to me like Deshaun Watson was starting to kind of get back in the groove of things in that second half in Cincinnati last week. And I think that, you know, he takes that momentum and, you know, he brings that and he carries it over for this week. And I think that they find a way to get steaming and get rolling him and Amari Cooper and the rest of those guys, people Jones, Chubb and Hunt haven't had the best running games here lately as of late. They get it going in play action. It could be it could be something serious. Even though this is a good Raven defense, I'm going to give the edge to the Browns because of the quarterback difference, just because. I think the Ravens could still pull this off, but I'm going to go with the Browns just because Watson is there, Lamar, jo- Lamar Jackson isn't. So I'm going to give the Browns a slight edge just because of the quarterback situation. Uh, no, Watson is not quite back yet, but I started to see him kind of start to get back in the groove of things. So give me Cleveland. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm hoping we're wrong and Teague still can get this win, as you think they will, Nick. Well, and then in the in the uh, primetime 715 slot on Saturday, you got the 85 Dolphins visiting the 10-3 and three Bills. Um, definitely the best game of the day. Yes, sir. Um Bills are actually a seven-point favorite entering that game. Hmm. I find that slightly disrespectful. <laughs> Just a little bit. Like, y'all going to give Buffalo a whole touchdown on, on Miami? A whole touchdown. It's cold outside. That's true. Not saying that that's going to affect them, but that's what they're – I think that's something that they're looking at. The, 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 there is the narrative out there that, 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 that's, that that's an issue for them. Yeah, that narrative is out there on them. So you, you, you know, well, okay. Here's here's the question I had. I don't feel like Buffalo is a tough team at all. I agree with you. I, I don't know if if the cold. I don't. I don't think them being at home in the offseason in the playoffs is going to be that big of a home field advantage in a sense because I don't think they're built for it. Hmm. I, I think they're. Grounded out, tough. No, team. no, they're not. They're they're, they're, pretty, they're a pretty cute finesse team. I think that if a team like like Baltimore, if a team like Cincinnati, if a team like um, who else is over there in the AFC? Um, Miami. I'm going to get to Miami, but definitely, definitely maybe, teams like Baltimore and maybe, teams like Cincinnati. Maybe the Jets. If they came Tennessee. in. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think they would win. I don't want to say easily, but they would. They would. A lot like how um, San Francisco beat Green Bay last year. Um, I'm now I'm, I'm getting to Miami, and I'm I'm asking, who does the cold weather really favor? I think it gives Miami a slight edge because I, even though Miami with two in his, in his soft arm, I think I still think they are just a little bit tougher. Okay. Not by a lot. Not okay. by a lot by any means. But I just mm-hmm. I, I just think they are a little bit tougher. Like like Buffalo could mess around and get beat by like Tennessee at home. Yeah. Oh, Tennessee would definitely beat them in in, in, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and so if, I, if it's like snowy and cold now, hey, you right. You might have an off chance where Buffalo is is you know um, sixty degrees or something, and then having whatever. having decent weather. You know, forty five degrees is hot in Buffalo in January. <laughs> but I feel like if it's a cold if it's a cold snowy day, I don't I don't have Buffalo. I don't have any confidence in Buffalo the same way I didn't have confidence in Green Bay last year. I know I've I always did. said if hell is a personal thing, my hell is below freezing. Not it's high. below freezing, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mm-mm, forget that. Well, guys, I, uh, Terrence, are you taking Miami to win the game? Did you say that already, or 
Um, mm, you know what? I will jump out on, on a small limb and take uh, Miami in this game. If, if it's going to be snowy outside, it is. I'm going to stick by my guns. And I'm going to, and I, he's like, yeah, for sure, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. I'm, I am <laughs> going to roll with Miami in a very close game. Okay. okay. I just, I just, Buffalo has to show to me that they can win a tough game in the cold because I don't, I don't have what I've seen from them from them this year is that they are careless and they are cute. And mm-hmm. that will get you beat in January. That is facts. And uh, guys, c- come on now. Let's not let's let's not act like I haven't said here a few times on this show that I could see. And I made this prediction when Buffalo and Baltimore played in the regular season months ago. I said I'm gonna take Buffalo to beat Baltimore in this game. You did which, say that, yeah. which I think they did. But I can see Baltimore getting their revenge in Buffalo in January. I can see a Tennessee. A Baltimore, a Cincinnati, definitely coming in there. And hell, even if they do win their first playoff game, if they if everything stays the same the way it is right now, the Kansas City would have to come to Buffalo for the AFC champ. But you know, good and damn well, you don't have a problem with Kansas City going into Buffalo beating them in the AFC champ uh, in chip game. So uh, this is gonna be interesting. T, you damn near got me wanting to jump out the window on Miami. Also, not gonna lie. And they have to win at some point. They've dropped two straight. But I just still think that I, I find it hard to see Buffalo uh, getting swept by Miami. They avoided the sweep with the Jets last week. And that wasn't easy. And they have, and, and I think that they possibly can avoid the sweep this week against the Miami Dolphins on Saturday Night Football. However, I do agree with everything that Terrence said, especially about the weather and the bills just not being made for it. They're not. They're a finesse team. They are the Green Bay Packers. They're they're just they're explosive and they're finesse. And in this type of weather, they're okay. And sometimes they're not okay. They don't commit to the run. And with Von Miller being out, I still think that's going to hurt them. That it still was going to keep them from getting over the hump yet again. So maybe they're not the Buffalo Bills of the 90s where they go to four straight Super Bowls and lose, but they're still similar to those Buffalo Bills because they 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 have that Super Bowl window open every year and they just can't get to it. You know, and this may be another year where they don't get to it. I'm I'm going to take Buffalo barely, but I won't be surprised if Miami can pull that off. Um, but we'll see. I'm going to go ahead and go with Buffalo uh, just because of the sweep. I think they avoid that. Hmm. Here's one thing that I, I just kind of looked through that I found interesting. With everything that I said, if Miami was to win this game, they got a they got a really good chance to win the uh, win the AFC East, and the reason I say that is because uh, right now, of course, they're at uh, eight and five. Buffalo's at ten and three. Uh, so with the win here, they will move to nine and five. Buffalo moved ten and four. Buffalo has a game against Cincinnati in two weeks. They got the Bears and the Patriots kind of sandwiched in that game. That's uh that's uh, on January second, but uh, they got they got to go to they got to go to Cincinnati uh, for that game. Uh, I think it's a Sunday nighter. And uh, so, you know, obviously they end up at 10 and 5. The Dolphins have a pretty winnable schedule um, headed, you know, headed into the stretch there. They've got the Packers coming to town. Then they go to the Patriots and then the Jets come to them to finish the season. Uh, they end up with, with identical records. Obviously, Miami holds the tiebreaker. Uh, so that that could get very interesting. Uh, all that being said, I think I'm going with Buffalo. I think I like Buffalo to win it. Uh, I like just because they are at home. Uh, not so much because of the weather, but just. Uh, being a home game, you know, the, the, their fans will, I think, will have an effect on the game because uh, they're 
you know, probably the second craziest fans in the league <laughs> next to Philly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so you know, I, I think I think I'm gonna roll with those guys and get it done. Okay. Probably wouldn't take the spread though, and I probably take the under. How, how much? How much are they favored by? It's seven. Seven. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely taking that. Absolutely. Come on, Miami. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Mm-hmm. It's seven and over under is forty four. Well, it's gonna be very snowy. It's gonna be about a foot or two that's gonna fall. I'm hearing. Oh yeah, if it's gonna be like that. Take the under. I, 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 you would think you could take the under, but man, you just never know with these games. You never know. This is when they'll, you know, this is when they'll combine for fifty-five. You know, but I, I don't. Okay, I'm calling for plus seven and the under. Okay, that doesn't sound like a bad. It doesn't sound like a bad parlay at all. It doesn't, but <laughs> we'll we, we'll see. Uh, I hope yeah, everybody. We what Fanduel says about it. Right. I hope everybody's listening to the seven straight. If my gamblers that listen to the Great Debate Show, I hope you've been paying attention to the seven straight. We got that right again tonight on Thursday Night Football as the Niners won their seven straight, along with the Seahawks going seven and seven. I, I talked about those sevens, uh, especially these three sevens that played a factor in tonight in Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. All right, Nick, we we completed the Saturday games and. Um, Terrence is the loner right there with Miami. Now we can scroll on into Sunday. Whatever, what, whichever ones you think are interesting. I know Giants and Commanders on Sunday night. That's that got flexed into Sunday night. That's a big one. They did get flexed. Who, who did they take out again? I, now that I don't, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I don't remember who that was, but I okay. know, I know it was the right I think, call. I think it was, I think it was Cardinals and Broncos. You may be right. I uh, surely hope so. Thank God. I, I, I also, yeah, I, I second that decision. That was that was wise. Oh yes. Um, the earliest game for that one that for Sunday that I will put out there though is uh, the six and seven Lions visiting the seven and six uh, New York Jets. Jets yes. are, are a one and a half point favorite at the house. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mike White, I think he, I think he's listed as questionable. Uh, sounds like they do expect him to play. I'm sure they hope he can go. Right, because they they do not want to play Zach Wilson. I don't think. I think that I think he's lost that job permanently. He might want to start talking to his agent. Well, I don't, um, I don't even think they're considering Zach Wilson, but they don't want to play Flacco. That's for sure either. I don't right, think. right. But 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 see all this this we just spent thirty seconds to a minute talking about who's going to play quarterback for the Jets, and that's a it. team that is already not great offensively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that makes it to me a pretty easy choice. Take the Lions. There you go. Even, yeah, if, was, even was, if the final score is nine to zero from three field goals from the uh, from the Lions, yep. I'm checking the Lions. Now I do know that the Lions, their Achilles heel is their defense. Uh, they, they to me they've got one of the best offenses in the league, but their defense will drop the ball. Mm-hmm. But when it's an, when it's an offensively inept team like the Jets, to me I, I think it should be a pretty easy pick. Take the Lions and, and maybe. Maybe it's a situation where you know if you if you put your parlay together, maybe you go, you go under on the points. Yeah. Uh, but I'm taking. But I'm definitely taking the Lions. Just too many questions about who's going to play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be dealing with the same weather as Buffalo, then you know you got to expect that it's not going to be a not going to be a whole lot of points going up there. Even though the Lions, I think, are on the top what two or three teams in the league in, in points per game, or maybe number one. Um. But at any rate, I would uh, I would also go Lions. Uh, you know, I, I think this is one they, they, you know, they got got more offensive firepower than the Jets do. Uh, I think they can keep the Jets defense on the field, if nothing else. 
and uh, kind of wear them down that way. So I, I would also go Lions. I'm going Lions too. I'm gonna call them Lucky Lions. That's what I'll roll with for the rest of the way because I think the Detroit Lions are six and seven. Am, am I correct? You're correct. Okay, so they get this win, and they also can go 7-7. Seven and seven, And then they would be threatening the Seattle Seahawks uh, postseason um, uh, seed. I don't know exactly where the Seahawks line up now. They're not out of it, of course, but the Lions could definitely get them out of it. Give me the Detroit Lions. Guess who else will be 7-7 seven seven after their game? Okay, 7-7, uh, seven 7-7. Seven seven. Uh, who, play- who are they playing again? The, the Jets. Lions. Oh, the, the, Jets the, the, Jets, the Jets will also the Jets be 7 and 7. Yeah, come on, man. This is easy pickings. That's all I – you could have led with that, Nick. You could have led with that. All right, guys, please, please, please try to go with those sevens if you can. They're just – I mean, you don't have to go with everything I'm saying, but give yourself a chance to still win. Give yourself a chance to win, yeah, and throw that on one of your parlays, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, both, both teams can be 7 and 7 here. Yes, hell yes, we're taking the Lions. I don't give a damn where they're playing. Mm-hmm. Do a plus money on that. I might, I might run that by itself. Come on now. Good luck. Uh, another game. Them. Another game. I, I got, I got an upset alert on that. Uh, I think I, I talked to you guys in pre-show that I had a little sticking point on this one. That is the ten and three Cowboys visiting the five and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Cowboys need to be on upset alert, and I think they, I think to some extent, uh, one of their own players may have even put them there, or maybe have put us on alert that they are there. The fact that Michael Parson went on Von Miller's show and said what he said in regards to Jalen Hurts, and they don't play us until next week, and I'm quite sure he will have another media appearance of some sort if he would like to mm-hmm. before after this game and before next week. And he's already talking about our quarterback. Y'all got a whole game to play this weekend for just to even make sure that that game even still matters. Let me tell you something else. I'm, I am here tonight, today, to apologize to one Trevor Lawrence. Because for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that I was leaning to I wasn't quite calling Trevor Lawrence a bust, but I did not think he was the guy that people thought he was. I thought he could be Kirk Cousins at best. Um, I, I'm I not going to apologize because I always saw it in him, even last year. I did. I'm sorry. I, sorry. I, was, I was like, man, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't completely out. I, I was probably like in the same spot with him. I was probably a little further down with him than I was with Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen, I was like, ah, if I went hard enough, I could see it. Trevor was like, I, 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 well, I guess Trevor was kind of the same in that way, but that's the, the analogy kind of ran out. But um, Trevor, was, he was probably a little further down the list even than where Jalen was. Um but, uh, you know, the, the player I've seen out him, particularly the last, what, four or five games, they've been playing well. Um, I, I, I like what I see. And so I got to say, hey, man, I, I think he might not, uh, he, he might be kind of coming into his own. And, uh, you know, they're a team that's, that's hungry and, uh, you know, want to make a name for themselves. And I think they've got a chance to to challenge for the ASC South if the Titans um, continue to slide. And uh, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens, you know, in the long run for them. But, uh, I, I think you definitely might want to take a, take a second look at the Jaguars this week. Yeah, well, well, let me first tackle. I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll just kind of talk about uh, Trevor Lawrence first. Yeah, I saw it last year. Like, I, I don't know which game it was, but I saw flashes. You got to keep in mind that Etienne Jr. was out all last year with the uh, Lens Frank. Yep. Uh, the, the coach they had last year 
didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be at at at, at, at that, that that job at all. And it was clear from the very beginning. So I, I didn't want to hold any of that against because the money was too good to turn down, Nick. You ever turn down a hundred million dollars? Hmm. Yeah, that, that was the, that was the obvious right answer. But I but I I turned on the game last year and I saw flashes of it. Uh, and a lot of times with a rookie or a first rookie or a second year player, like I'm not looking for excellence. I'm just looking for a flash. I'm just looking for something that says I can see this player doing this consistently. And I'll say this, and I, I don't mean to jump off subject because I do want to come back to the Michael Parsons. Uh, there's one more quarterback that I've seen the flash in. I believe Jordan Love is a pretty good quarterback. Mm. I haven't heard anybody else say that. But there's a couple of times I've seen him play. I like the way he moves in the pocket, and I like the way the ball comes out of his hand. I think that the that the Packers, and then we'll, I don't know if we'll talk about the Packers anymore this season or not. Um, nope. If they could trade Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they'll miss anything. And you got to keep in mind with their history, they have gone from, um, from what was it? Was it the, the, the older gentleman before Grant that was before Favre. Uh, Barstar? Barstar. From Barstar to Favre to Aaron Rodgers. There, there was a little gap there between Barstar and Favre. There was a little gap between Barstar and Favre. Favre, yeah. But at the same time, that's a pretty good doggone history of, of, of quarterbacks that they have acquired, whether through, through trade or through draft. Um, and I think that they have I don't, I don't want to say that Jordan Love is going to be on their caliber, but I do think that they have to give him a chance because I just can play. I just wanted to say that because I haven't heard anybody else say it. Uh, now, as far as Michael Parsons, I think Michael Parsons, it's time for Michael Parsons to hush. <laughs> straight up, like, leave social media alone, quit doing podcasts. Like, brother, just be quiet. This is two weeks in a row. We are talking about you for something that you have not done on the field. Because at some point, you know, people people want to know you for the plays you make on the field. But when you start associating yourself with foolishness, foolishness outside of the, the playing field, people are going to start digging stuff up. And I don't know if you guys have heard about Michael Parsons' allegations from Penn State. Um... It's only a matter of time before those pop back up. I haven't heard that. That was, that was an ominous reference. Yeah, yeah, me either. But 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 yeah, he better watch it then. If it's something, they he definitely can watch it. Because they definitely can pull it cancel, out the bag whenever they're ready. Culture is dangerous, and you just don't want to. First of all, you don't want to be on on Twitter sounding ignorant. And secondly, you don't want to be calling out. This, that team manhandled you the last time. They made you look foolish. And that's what he was trying to do in those comments, I believe, was trying to say, hey, they beat us because they ran the ball. Well, dude, stop the run. You play linebacker and defensive end. Stop the run. And, and Lane Johnson basically took you out of the game. Out, out of the game. Um, now, as far as the allegations from Penn State, I'll let you guys look them up. But basically, there were some sexual assault allegations uh, against Michael Parsons, and it was not a with a woman. Hey, oh, it was more of a it was more of a hazing thing. Now he was exonerated, 
Uh, I'll be real no. brief. Give me, uh, give me Jacksonville just because of him just opening his mouth, saying too much anyway. I'll see Jalen Hurts, huge numbers. If you're gambling, put some huge props on Jalen Hurts. Well, maybe not huge, huge, but it's going to be a route in Chicago because of what Michael Parsons said about Jalen Hurts. And then on the other flip side with the Cowboys, yes, I definitely can see Hurts playing good and getting the win. And Michael Parsons not playing so good and taking an L. And I think this is in Jacksonville. Am I correct? Uh, yes. I'm, let me go check it real quick. It really doesn't uh, yes, matter, it but it is in Jacksonville. Also, the dangerous game makes this week. We're gonna beat the Bears. But today, but Nick, but I, I really, I truly feel like our players heard that and said, "Okay, like we 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 got business to handle this week. We told them what we got going this week, but we heard you." If we they don't, no if, if, if they don't look past, if they don't look past them, which I don't think they will, they they said all the right things. And we'll focus on Chicago. If they really mean that, and they don't focus on Dallas, if they don't look ahead and overlook Chicago, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Bears in the route. And I think the Cowboys could possibly lose, uh, taking the upset in in uh, Chicago. And again, because the Bears are actually still in it. The Bears have a, I mean, not the Bears, but the. Um, the Jags still have a chance to win the AFC South. So this is another reason why they're not just playing spoiler. They're trying to get their ass in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'll take Jacksonville just because of those two things. I'm actually still going to take the Cowboys in this game. I think that the uh, the game from the, from last week kind of will probably kind of wake them up. Um, and they will come out and, and give their best effort because of how they almost lost the last game. But, man, it does not help when you come out and, and say things about an opponent that you have next week. <laughs> and then, you know, you just, you just give you give the media the opportunity to say, well, you guys were clearly overlooking them. Yes, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I couldn't overlook that sneeze. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're going to give the media an opportunity to say you're offensive leader. And, and and so many, myself included, would probably say the best defensive player in football. I know Jarvis is probably going to. Be ready to throw Nick Bosa's name out there, rightfully so. Um, you don't want to give them an opportunity to say, "Hey, you have you have poor leadership," because honestly, it it does come across as poor leadership. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? I know we got the Titans and Chargers. That's kind of meaningful for both teams as well. Um, what else you got, Nick? Titans and Chargers, yeah, that was actually the next one on the, on the list. All right. Uh, both both seven and six. Uh, so one is leaving at eight and six, and one is leaving at Jarvis. It's wonderful seven and seven. <laughs> uh, Titans, like I said, are going to the Chargers. Chargers are a three-point favorite at the career. Uh, Shout-out to Justin Herbert, the one who, who I have been supportive of in, throughout the year. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Chargers. Well, the Chargers get it done. I see that the Titans are kind of sliding. I find it interesting that the Jaguars, um, you know, seem to have a chance to to get back in the AFC South race, and uh, so I'm 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 voting for that chaos. Uh, so I'm going Chargers and uh, take them cover the spread. Put them on your parlay. That's your free one this week. I'll be brief then. I'm taking the Chargers also. I mean, I I like the Titans. I think the Titans could win this game because it's time for them to after dropping two straight. Also, but, um, man, I just don't know if they've got enough. And the Chargers are trying to get in the postseason right now. They they are starting to click and they're jailing. Give me the Chargers. 
Hey, we're all we're all on the charges, man. After what I saw last game, uh, Herbert looks to be in top form, and they're getting healthy at the right time offensively. Is not only trouble for the Titans, and, and it's kind of unfortunate for the Titans to be running into them right now while Jacksonville is surging and they are seem to be they seem to be sliding backwards. Yep. But it's also a trouble for the rest of the league because if the Chargers get into the playoffs, even at the even at the in the last wild card spot, man, that's trouble for anybody. That's, that's a live wire. That is that is trouble for anybody. You know, the Chiefs looks like the Chiefs right end up with the with the second seed uh, and have to and having to play a game on the first first week of the playoffs. Well, that bottom seed team could either be Cincinnati or the Chargers. Good luck. <laughs> Right. Great job for getting the second seed. You get the Bengals coming to town. You get you get the Bengals or the Chargers. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if the Chargers can catch the Bengals. What's what's the Chargers record right now? Seven and six. So I don't I don't think they can necessarily catch the Bengals unless the Bengals just flop out these next two games. Uh, it could be the man. Chargers or the Ravens. And, and, yeah. And, and, I mean, good luck. Yeah. So yeah, man, if the Chargers can get in, which I think they will. I, I just, I, I think they are about to turn it on and and, and close out these next few games. Um, it's just, it's just not, it's, it's just a very bad spot for the Titans to be in. Yeah. They got the Colts, Rams, and the Broncos after this game to finish the season out. That's just those. Those are wins. Those are wins. Yeah. At, at, those at are the wins. Colts, at, at the Colts, uh, Rams come to them, and at the Broncos. No, they should be wins. They should be wins. Uh-huh. They should all be wins. Whose schedule so, is yeah, that? It's, just, it's, who, just, who, it's who? just bad for the Titans to be in this spot. Whose schedule is that? The Titans or the Jags? I mean, uh, the Titans or the Chargers? That's the Chargers. That's the Chargers? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's definitely wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not looking the nice. We, the Bengals we can talk about next because we got them up next. Yeah, let's uh, get they're it. They're 9-4 going to Tampa Bay, who is 6-7. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bengals are a three-and-a-half point favorite, uh, and this is the first time that Joe Burrow has faced off with Tom Brady. For, okay. for those that might care about that kind of thing. Okay. I'll be uh, real I'll be real quick on this one. Let me go ahead and get mine out the way. I think that next the, 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 the the Bengals are good and the Bengals are on a roll. However, man, the Buccaneers need this damn win. I don't know if Carolina's gonna win or not. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably quickly sneak and take a peek at who they're playing because the Panthers could overtake the NFC South as well as the Jaguars possibly overtaking the AFC South. But I'm going to go with the Buccaneers in this game just because, man, they dropped a few here and they need the win and they could go 7-7. Seven and seven. I'm just going to ride the hell out of that 7-7 seven and seven this week. Give me Tampa Bay in an upset. Even though I love the Bengals, y'all know how I feel about Joe Cool or Joe Burr. This is the one here I think the Buccaneers have to have. Let's see. Give me Tampa. I'm once again voting on the side of chaos. Uh, with the Bucks losing <laughs> this week, that would bring, would bring them to six and eight. The Panthers are uh, being visited by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. I would probably take the Panthers to win that game as well. They are a three-point favorite at home. Um, and so then now you have uh, the Panthers, obviously, at the, at the top of the NFC South with the six and eight record, which is pathetic when you say it out loud that way. But again, it, it incites more chaos in the playoff picture, and I'm, I'm absolutely here for it. And I feel like the league is too. So I'm going uh, going Panthers, obviously in that early game, and and uh, taking the Bengals in the uh, in 325. 
regardless, there needs to be something changed. I don't mind the division winners getting a playoff spot because of it, to me, the divisions matter. And I think that they make, they make football interesting throughout the year. But that home game, to me, you need to finish above 500 to get that free home game. Otherwise, you just go into the season. And I don't, and I don't think that that's like that difficult of a, of a rule to put in. I don't think it would be difficult to put in. I don't, I don't even necessarily have a problem with the premise. I don't, uh, I don't really because I, I, just, I just don't like, you know, the, the Buccaneers are going to win this division with like eight wins, seven wins maybe. And I'm just, I, I, I don't like the fact that they get a home game. You still ride with the Buccaneers to win it? Yes. I don't have any faith in Carolina. Who's playing quarterback for Carolina? Ooh, good point. Um, it, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's back to um, it's back to Sam Darnold. Sam, Sam Darnold is the answer. Sam Darnold. Who, who, who has I, played I, I thought, well? I thought, you, I thought that was a rhetorical question. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he has played well. However, I just, I just think that at some point, I don't know when. It's just, it's, it seems like the part of this is part of a like a, a hero story where. Uh, he loses his powers and he's about to get them back. And I don't know if this is some kind of crazy narrative that we're going to see played out all over the media. Oh, Tom Brady's back. Tom Brady's back. The Buccaneers are back, you know. But I wouldn't be surprised if we wake up Monday to headlines and say, oh, the books are back, you know. It writes itself. Um, so I'm going to roll with the books, and I do think they'll get the division for sure. I'm also rooting for Steve Wilkes, so I like Steve. I Wilkes. am rooting for Steve Wilkes. I, I I I think he's done enough now to get that job. I, I've already. I spoke on him last week. I I think he should get it. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. And the last one that is interesting for the week because I'm not going to talk about the Rams and Packers on Monday night uh, <laughs> is the seven five and one New York Giants visiting the seven five and one Washington Commanders. Uh, they just tied in a game a couple of weeks ago. And if they have Washington as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, I find that interesting. Um, but I do actually agree with it. I think I think Washington's going to win the game. Um, it was it was strange to see the last one end in the tie, although it was very nearly extremely beneficial for me. But uh, I hate you, Austin Eckler. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to roll with the, with the commanders for that one. Uh, I, th- I think they've got just the, they, they got more talent on their team, particularly on the offensive side. Um you know, the Giants, I think they're also a little banged up, uh, the Giants are. And obviously they don't have anything at receiver. So I think the second time around, the, uh, the commanders take care of business. They blew a lead in that first game, if I remember correctly. And that's why I think they think they get a lead this time and hold on to it. You want to talk about needing a win. The Giants need a win as bad as anybody does. And I just cannot continuously think that they're going to continue to lose given the start of the season that they had. Um, I want to roll with the Giants just based on solely based on desperation because pretty much everybody out there with the exception of the head coach, I think he's done a, a marvelous job this year. Nobody expects them to even be competitive. Uh, but pretty much everybody else is still playing for their NFL future. Saquon, Daniel Jones, I don't even know who they have a receiver, but clearly they're not. <laughs> Steve Slayton, but um, I don't know what future yeah. they're playing for, but it's not in right. football, right? But uh, yeah, man, so I am going to roll with the Giants just 
solely based on desperation, if nothing else. They they need that win. They've got to go get it. We need the chances of another time. If, if uh, no, we, see, this is where uh, if Roger, if Roger Goodell's got to come out of nowhere. It's like and hit him with the gorilla monsoon uh, <laughs> from the Iron Man match. There must be a winner. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing that. No more ties. You you can wear a tie after the game. No more ties <laughs> during the game. Well, they got uh, the possibility of overtime at a plus fourteen sixty. So there's that. All right. So who did so who who did y'all who did y'all go with on that one again? I'm with the Giants. You with the Giants? You with the Commanders? Uh, the Giants do need a win, man. But I don't know. The Giants are just starting to kind of remind of us the, the Giants that we thought they were. Uh, and, they were and, and, who we thought they were. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. So I, I I'm not gonna uh, be long on this at all. The Commanders just seem like a better football team, and we all this pistol purdy talk. You know, what everything that Purdy's doing, he's getting so much buzz. It's a lot of buzz around him. He's getting a lot of hype, as he should. But this is kind of what Taylor Heineke, in, in, you know, was kind of doing about a month or so ago when he took over. This is the same kind of thing, and I think he he's continuing that. They hadn't got a win in a little minute, but that's just because they didn't they didn't lose either, though. It was a tie. So I think they, they come, they're coming back from their bye, which is crazy because like, I think that it was the Giants tie. Didn't get the win. They went on a bye. Now they're back to see the Giants again. Maybe they've worked on it. They've had plenty of time too. I think the I think the Commanders get the win. Uh, sorry, Giants. I heard that. Well, that's, that's it for the football weekend. All right. Well, that's great. See those Saturday games really, yeah, eases it lightens that Sunday spot. Okay, so let's let's move on in. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about in any other sport. I guess NBA, we've got some wrestling we want to talk about in a minute here, and I guess we'll get uh, Nick out the line or whatever. He probably won't. He probably won't want to hang around. But we do have some interesting. I'll listen to time for a minute. Okay. Well, we, we've got a few things that we want to uh, briefly talk about with Steph Curry. He has a shoulder injury. We don't know exactly how uh, significant that injury is, but we do know that uh, the the Warriors have been kind of reeling a bit anyway, even with Steph Curry in the lineup. Without him, man, can Steve, can 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 Clay, Andrew Wiggins, and you know uh, Jordan Poole hold it down? Hell, Clay and Wiggins hasn't even played the past few games here, and they still are like two and something bad on the road. Their their road record still not good. Two and thirteen, I think. Two and thirteen. That sounds like that's it, T. So I just wanted to just let you guys know that Curry could be out for some for some time. And I'm going to ask you all one more time, and this is the last time I'll bring it up. Are you guys a little bit worried about the Golden State Warriors now? This ain't going to be the last time you bring that up. It probably won't be. (laughs) It just depends on how it goes. (laughs) Let's start with Nick here in the NBA. What do you think about Curry's injury, and how significant could it be for the Warriors moving forward? I mean, I could definitely see see them digging themselves a hole for sure. Um, You know, that's, that's definitely not a helpful thing. Fortunately, it, you know, it's, it's a couple of weeks talk as opposed to a couple of months talk. Yeah. Um, that being said, right now, the Warriors are sitting at 10th place in the West. Uh, they're, only, they're about five and a half. They're five and a half out of first place, which is, by the way, currently held by the Memphis Grizzlies at 19-9 and nine after blowing Milwaukee completely out of the water tonight. So uh, kudos to them. But uh, they're also trailed pretty closely by Minnesota 
and the Lakers and the Thunder. Um, you know, to fall even further out of that, uh, you know, out of the 10th spot that they're in now. So, uh, a couple of weeks, you could be looking at, what, five, six games there, uh, maybe even more uh, for the Warriors, in, you know, in a two- or three-week span. And uh, so, you know, if they if they don't do well on those, if they're looking at a, at a one and five or a two and eight over the next ten or whatever the case is before Steph Curry comes back, uh, they could they could dig a pretty big hole. I think I think they'll still find their way into the playoffs. And as long as they do that um, and they get there healthy, you know, obviously the Warriors could definitely be a be a live team regardless of what seed they are. Um, but certainly they would make their their path more difficult if uh, if he doesn't get back soon. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I am worried because I think that what really happened here is that they won and the business of the basketball is once again infringed upon another team. And I say that because they had to pay Jordan Poole. They're going to have to pay either Draymond or Clay. I don't think they can pay both of them. And more than likely, Draymond will be the odd man out. Um, but they in the price... And they paid Andrew Wiggins, thank you. And and in the process of doing that, they had to let um, Gary Payton the second go. Yeah. And they had to let um, I think Kelly Oubre and and um, uh, was the guy, just Connor Anderson and and the brother that looked Otto Porter had to leave. And if you if you look at a lot of the games, you just look at the box score. And look at the second quarter when the when the bench has to come in. Mm-hmm. Now I I have a I have the bench in very high regard. Those guys are very young, they're very skilled, they're very good. But the, but the, the first part of that is young, and young is not translating to playing good defense. And I think that's the biggest problem because they young young players they're just not used to playing, I guess, in hostile crowds or whatever the case may be. Um. So I really think that they had a very unfortunate situation where their window was closing on what they already had. They won, but there's just this gap in between getting players signed and then getting a player's experience. So I don't think that they really have much of a chance this year because of the because of the inexperience of their younger players having having a more defined role. Uh, and and next year, hey, they might come out next year unbeatable. Who knows? Because I do think Kaminga is a great talent. I think Jordan Poole is a great talent. Clearly, they paid him. I think Wiseman is a great talent. I just think that uh, Wiseman is going to take more time than the rest of them because he didn't get the college experience. Um, but right now, they might bag their way into the playoffs. You know, I'm sure once Steph comes back, they'll probably go on a run and. It's not that big of a gap between them and the first place team. I think Nick says what five and a half games. It's not that big mm-hmm. of a deal. Anything can happen in basketball. Golden State, we know they can they can pull out stretches, win five, six, seven in a row. I mean, it happens. Um, okay. But for but as as the team is currently constructed, I think they're going to struggle a lot of the times because of inexperience. And it just comes down to that. As and, and the only way to be inexperienced is to gain experience. Yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of other games in the NBA or other things in the NBA, uh, the the Memphis Grizzlies uh, beat the Milwaukee Bucks at the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. That's uh, right down the road from us here in the Mid South area, and uh, it was a rout. I mean, they beat them by 40, 41, 42, something like that. But they they stomped them, uh, guys. 
The Memphis Grizzlies, they're still without Desmond Bain. He's out for an additional two mm-hmm. to three weeks. Out there on top of the two or three weeks that he's already been out. Uh, ja, you know, he, he's he's playing he's playing like an MVP, to be honest with you. Um, averaging somewhere around 27, 28, and 6, and 8. And uh, just unbelievable. But just the way they won that game, we just saw the Bucks beat the Warriors, and now the Bucks come to Memphis and get slaughtered. What do you think about Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, they're, they're sitting at number two in the West. We just talked about the Warriors at number 10. The Phoenix Suns are losing games. Uh, it just, it's well, the kinda... Grizzlies, Grizzlies are number one in the West. Oh, yeah, the, are, the, the Grizzlies are number, number one. one okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I thought New Orleans was number one. I thought I heard that. They, they were until uh, until Thursday night's game. All right. All right. Here we go. New Orleans lost. Memphis won. These are the top two teams, what I'm saying. And... Um, the Grizzlies, the, the Pelicans are the Grizzlies. They're the last year Grizzlies team, as we said they would be. And so, just what do you think about the Grizzlies, though? How far and deep can they go? We were so ready for the Warriors-Grizzlies Christmas game, which seems like it's going to be trash now. But, because um, Steph's definitely not going to be there for it. I don't even know if the Warriors can give the Grizzlies the competition that we thought we were going to see for the foreseeable future. But just quickly, your thoughts on the Grizz. You know, I hadn't uh, even thought about that. Go ahead, Terrence. Yeah, sorry. I, I think that um, the Grizzlies are in the in the goodest spot that they ever have been, not only to be competitive, but to win a championship. I say that because I don't think there are any really truthfully dominant teams out there. Uh, I don't think there's a single team in the West or the East that if the Grizzlies were up against in a series, I would say this team would beat the Grizzlies. Um, convincingly uh and that's including boston i think boston is, is the best team in the league for sure but i don't think that boston would would just go and come in and handle the grizzlies in the series i think the grizzlies have a chance to beat anybody and that's all you can ask for so i think they're in a better spot than they than they have been they're as good a spot as they have been ever in franchise history right now i i totally agree um as i was about to say i um I didn't realize. I, I didn't. I hadn't even thought about that. The fact that you know the, the Christmas game obviously is right around the corner. So yeah, Steph is definitely gonna miss that. Yeah. Uh, sure, I'm, I'm sure. The, who, who's got that game? What TNT or ABC? Whoever's got it, they, they're definitely sad about it from a rating standpoint. But uh, you know, and I, and I agree that you know the, the competition in that game has taken a severe hit because uh, certainly you know the Grizzlies have their superstar and, and the Warriors won't have theirs and. And it's, if I'm being perfectly honest, at this point, they only really truly have one superstar at this point. I think Clay was, was a budding super, superstar for court for a while, um, but obviously the injury kind of robbed him of a little bit of that, of that growth in that time, you know, where he could have really blossomed into that. Uh, definitely a star, definitely a high-level player, and, and certainly a great number two. Um, but I think he was on a path where he could have been, you know, looking at looked at as more of a 1A or, or even maybe been a 1 somewhere else at some point. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, you know, I was. I think that that time is probably past for him. Still, it's a, still a very high effective, highly effective player for sure. Um, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of the Grizzlies, man. I'm glad to see what they're doing. Um, obviously, a, a 41 point win over the Bucks is uh, is definitely nothing to sneeze at. Um, they came out and dominated. John had an easy triple double. He's actually now the franchise leader in triple doubles. Um, I think after the last one he had about a week or so ago, uh, was when he actually got that record, and now he's just adding to it. Yep. Uh, he's a great player, man. I'm looking forward to 
to him, uh, you know, getting, you know, the rumors are he's getting his signature shoe here soon. Uh, it's a great, you know, great look for the city for sure. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to them getting to the playoffs and, and seeing what they can accomplish. Right. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are on a roll. And uh, just wanted to just remind you all, in case you didn't know, that win on Thursday night against the Milwaukee Bucks was the Memphis Grizzlies' seventh straight win. All right. Uh, what else we got in, the, in basketball? Basketball, basketball. The Lakers don't seem to be much without AD. Uh, they, they they were on a roll. Then they kind of got back in a funk. There's talks that they still don't know how good this team is with Russell Westbrook. Just trade the man for, for crying out loud if you can if you can do it. He probably will still get moved by the All Star break. We'll see. And uh, the Phoenix. And Travis is because he's playing really well. I, that, that's just the rumors. That's what I've heard, though. Yeah, that, that they're still not sure. So, yeah, they want to move him then, obviously, for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, the Suns have not been playing very good. They've lost quite a few here in a row. I think at one point it was five in a row. They've lost about six of the last seven or eight. Um, uh, also, we talked about the Grizzlies and how good they are. Uh, let's see. That, that made me about it for basketball. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot. The Clippers, Kawhi, looks like he's kind of back. We'll see. They beat down the Celtics a few nights ago, and then they came back the next night and I think laid an egg. Uh, I'm not sure. Hold on. Was it the Clippers? Yeah, they beat the Celtics, though, after the Celtics barely beat the Lakers. No, the Celtics beat the Lakers the night after they got stumped by the Clippers. I'm sorry. Uh, the Pelicans lost. We've already talked about that. And a close win overtime, I believe, in Utah. That's why Memphis is number one. So just so much going on in the Western Conference. Eastern Conference, um, that's up in the air. We'll see. But uh, that's about all I have for basketball, I think. We want to quickly now, before we get out of here, because we realize we're already over an hour of the show, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's, talk, about, let's talk about, if we can, uh, AEW and WWE, a quick AEW versus WWE debate. Because, like, AEW, I've been on the record to be kind of critical of them. And the last time we've actually talked about them, which has been quite some time, maybe since a little bit after All Out and the media scrum, we've had so much going on. But CM Punk is done with AEW, we, we believe. I'm sure all the wrestling fans that are listening know that. It seems like that's it for him. But we want to talk more about, and again, Hangman Adam Page, as much as I used to like him, it seems like he's the reason for all of this stirring up. All because of the beef between Punk and Cabana. Page wanted to just be Big Brother or whatever. I don't know. And just say, I don't think that's cool. I think he tried to get that man fired. And we don't know if that's true or not. It could very well be. But Page is still behind this because he went and he said some things that he shouldn't have said in the promo. Punk got pissed. That's where everything started from. So, guys, Punk is done. We think. He's injured. Torn tricep. He may be back somewhere around February, March. Possibly January, if he's going back to WWE, he could be in the Rumble. There's talks about it. There's rumors. Who knows? But I think he's done. I have an issue with Tony Khan picking the Elite over CM Punk because I believe the Elite are a bunch of childs. I think they act like a bunch of children, and I think that they did run CM Punk off. And CM Punk, I'm not saying he's not a cancer, as Jericho said that he is, but I think that... Cody's gone for certain reasons, and TK is one of them with the booking, and the elite are another. And these guys should not be running things like they are. Like, who are they? The ticket sales, the pay-per-view sales, everything, the the views, 
the viewership on a weekly basis of Dynamite and Rampage, everything shows that CM Punk was still more box office than the Elite. And these guys think that there's something special. And I don't like that one bit. And and, and the best of seven series matches that they're doing right now uh, in, in the whole trios thing with um, the Lucha Brothers and Pac, Death Triangle, I'm sick of that. I appreciate the work and the hard work and the effort and the uh, and trying to be creative to give us something for seven damn matches if they're going to go all the way to sudden death. But this is just too much. And then just hogging up TV time from somebody else. When are we going to go back to Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, and what he's doing, following his journey and his story? They did right with Starks. They kept that rolling with him and MJF. Now Hobbs has to get into something too. And they've kind of left him out of that after that damn triple threat. And so we know we put him, they were, they put him in that triple threat just so Wardlow would drop the belt. Uh, he didn't want to just drop the belt to Samoa Joe one-on-one. I don't know what the hell they're mm. doing. AEW has really fell off. 2022 was a terrible year for them. It was their worst year in their three-year run so far. I wish that they would put AEW Dynamite O episodes from 2019, 2020, 2021. If they could put that into the library, the new uh, honor club that Tony Khan has launched, and did a deal with, and that's basically because they definitely couldn't get a TV deal with HBO Max or anybody else. Let's be real. They just couldn't get the damn deal. And so Ring of Honor TV will be on a streaming service called Honor Club. And you can pay $9.99 a month for that and and watch all of Ring of Honor's old library and all that stuff. If you care for that, I don't. Um, but but and, and also the new weekly Ring of Honor show whenever that comes. Mm-hmm. But they need to add AEW stuff on there in their library. Then I'd probably give it a shot. But I'm not paying $9.99 for that. Um, I mean, look at AEW Dark and uh, Elevation. They don't even get a million views on YouTube for free. So why would I think that somebody's going to pay $9.99 to watch this stuff? I don't know. But look, there's so much rumors about Sasha Banks, who is finally gone from WWE. We think she's been gone for six months, nearly six months since, since the summer. And now that non-compete could be ending after January 1. She should be, there's rumors that she has done a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Terrence, is doing some stuff with AEW, of course. But we heard that the WWE are trying to have talks with them and get back in and get back in good with them as well. They're trying to get away from that stuff that Vince was doing where he didn't want anybody, you know, fooling with any other wrestling promotions. So we don't know if this whole Sasha Banks New Japan Pro Wrestling deal is inked to WWE, or is it connected to AEW? But a lot of people think that the whole Sasha Banks uh, tweets and the trolling and everything she's been doing, she's either going to be Bow Wow's friend and the help that he brings to AEW to defeat Jay Cargill, or she's going to come to Soraya's. She's going to come help Soraya. She's going to come to her rescue on the no, on the uh, January 11 show at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, which is, I think, where Sasha Banks has been hanging out a, a little bit lately because she's been in movies. She's doing fashion shows. She's just she's just doing everything. And she actually can do that with AEW. She won't have she won't be able to do all that with WWE. So, T, I've said enough. This is just just trying to get everybody up to speed in what's been going on. It is it, it is a lot. Uh, uh, Jim Cornette though still not booking AEW, uh, and, and that's and it's and it's sad. But we do need somebody like that in AEW. But the WWE doing better. The Rock 
could be coming back for the Rumble. Cody Rhodes may be coming back for the Rumble. CM Punk could be at the Rumble in WWE. We don't know. But, T, I'm going to let you have it right now. Naomi Banks was seen with Jay Cargill at an Atlanta Hawk basketball game. She could be on her way to WWE. I mean, to uh, AEW. It's all up in the air. AEW could use this. But they had a bad year. And I hope that they can bounce back in 23. So I just wanted to just uh, give, a, I'll give it to you now, T. Whatever you know about Sasha Banks, uh, please spill the tea. Uh, yeah, so basically it's pretty much out there that they did come to terms with the end of her contract in, um, in the summer. Um, her non-compete should be over with January 1, and she should, she's going to start taking bookings at that point. I don't know if it's a situation where you know she's going to officially sign with a company or she might just do her own thing independently. Um or she might sign back with WWE, or, you know, I, I, I do think that she's keeping her options open. But, uh, you know, we all saw her try to trademark her nude gimmick, which is uh, Mercedes Monet, or or just her name, Mercedes Bernardo. So um, that means non-WWE is what that means. I mean, that's just, that's just it. If it's mm -hmm. WWE, then she'll be Sasha Banks. But when she's doing her own thing, she can't use that gimmick anywhere else. Uh, so, I, I mean, listen, I am excited to see uh, what she does, where she goes, where she pops up. And even if she's just, even if she stays independent for a while, I'm excited to see where she pops up because I, I, I do believe that sometimes uh, it's best to see what these wrestlers can do when they are more in charge of their own creative. Like, I'm, I'm very glad that I got to see this version of John Moxley as opposed to Dean Ambrose, who had grown very stale on me. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, I don't think it'd be a bad thing for Mercedes or Sasha Banks or you know whatever she'll end up, you know, being called by. She'll always be Sasha Banks to us. Mm -hmm. But uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does because I, I, I do think that she's got a good vision for herself, uh, and and she's def she, she definitely has a look, and I think she's probably still one of the most exciting wrestlers in the ring. Mm -hmm. So I'm do, excited to see what she does. Terrence, do you think that she will be in AEW? And if so, do you think Naomi will follow suit with her as well? If like I she had, did when I they had, walked out of... Bet money on it, if I had to bet money on it, I would bet money on it. Oh, wow. Right, like if I... If I, if I, if I, if I I'll say this. If I were given a choice between AEW and WWE, um, I would put my money on AEW. Mm -hmm. Now, if you t if you if you tell me it's a triple threat match between AEW WWE, and then a long shot coming in, and it's just her remaining independent uh, for a while before she makes a decision on anything. Yeah, you know, then 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 we're talking. Then we got to use some Scott Steiner math on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, so Soraya has been in AEW for a few months now. We know she showed up around All Out. Uh, well, no, yeah. not All Out, but after All Out, and she was debuted in her first match in years against Britt yep. Baker uh, at full gear. Now, I don't know what you think, but I would like to know what you think about it. Uh, I don't, you know, she's been back for a little minute now, and she's kind of turning the women's division around. If Sasha Banks and Naomi show up in AEW, how it's big is that for game. the for the women's division in AEW? It's a, it's a different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My only concern, Jarvis, is that like, it's like you were just complaining about uh, Hobbs and, and a lot of those guys that we want to see get more TV time. Yeah, they don't have enough TV time. 
Yep. Yep. And they, they don't have enough TV time to foolish. I think they've got good women in the, in the division right now. They just don't have enough time to showcase them all. Yeah, that's true. It's just starting to get a little better. Just starting to get a little better thanks to uh, Renee, yeah. Renee Paquette, who's actually been a pretty good addition to AEW in the back. They should never have a show uh-huh. that Jay Cargill is not on. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. That is true. That is true. And especially not being on TBS. They did get it right the past two weeks, but this past Wednesday, no. She was a no-show, and I'm sure yeah. she won't be on Rampage either because there's been nothing about her in Bow Wow the past week. And so, yeah, yeah, again, that's too much talent, not enough TV time. And they didn't get the TV deal. Uh, I don't know what Warner Brothers Discovery right now are talking about. They've been in discussions. They don't but even it has, know. Yeah, they I can't do anything right. It doesn't seem like it, yeah. So, I mean, they seem that they're very happy with AEW and the viewerships. But they are looking for AEW to go in a different direction. They're looking to get some other shows, maybe reality, on television, on TBS or TNT or even Discovery, to where they want AEW people like MJF and the Jay Cargills to become household names for the casual fans as well, which makes sense, but we don't know what they're going to come up with. Remember, AEW, they've already filed for a trademark for um what is it called again all elite women and that's actually supposed mm-hmm. to be a television show strictly for the women i don't know if it'll be a wrestling show or if it'll be more like a total divas show mm-hmm. uh reality wise but they're trying to come up with ways they want to discover to where AEW can really be a major deal but again ring of honor still not getting that tv time tony connors came out terrence and said though that there's not going to be any more ring of honor stuff as much on dynamite and rampage which is good but I saw a whole lot of Ring of Honor Wednesday. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but but maybe that'll change now that they're about to be launching their Honor, Honor Club. I think you can find that if you want to purchase it. It is going to be Honor Club. Uh, no, I'm I'm saying that wrong. Probably it's something ROH. Watch ROH or something like that. Pull it up though. Ring of Honor. They've got a new streaming service that they've launched with Honor Club, and you can find all of that on there. Sasha Banks could be going to AEW, and Terrence seems to be pretty. If he had to put his money on, he's saying he would say it would be AEW, and that is crazy because some people thought she was just trolling, she was just teasing, or she's just using AEW to get more money from WWE. But I heard Triple H months ago in a conversation, and it sounded to me like she was done with WWE. He just didn't say it like that. He just said that, man, these things are complicated. We're talking to her people, and then her people will talk to us. And sometimes we just kind of we're kind of off. And then when we get back to it, then they're busy. And they've got this going on. It's just about timing. That's the excuse that he used. But it sounded to me like, hey, at some point maybe we'll get her back in here. We'll cross mm-hmm. that bridge when we get there. He was basically saying she was gone. I mean, in so many words. And I knew that back in the summer. She's done, and I don't think she wants to come back, even though Vince is gone. And that whole talk about Vince probably coming back, this probably makes her say, hurry up, give me a pen. Let me sign this and give it to Tony Khan. To, to, to Tony Khan. We'll see. What else? Uh, so much in wrestling. Jay Cargill shouldn't miss a Wednesday on Dynamite, though, T. You're right. Uh, what's going on in the WWE? Because we're hearing that um, Cody Rhodes could be ready to go. Um, they've been trying to hold him because he will try to you know, come back from his injury sooner than – he should, but he could be coming back, possibly at the Rumble. There's rumors that the Rock could be coming back. We don't know which one, if it's or oh, it could be both. 
Punk could make an appearance if he comes back. I don't know if it will be the Rumble, though, for Punk because Punk really, um, he suffered that torn tricep during the media scrum or after it in, uh, in September. And so he's going to be out probably till about March. But uh, and, and, and a bold, bold prediction, okay. I don't think CM Punk is done with AEW. Oh, okay, wow, you don't. Yeah. We, okay, we have not. It, it's been it's been a while now. We have not officially heard of a buyout. No, no. And, there and, are rumors of it. There was uh-huh. speculation that they would. We never heard that there was an official buyout. And I think that uh, when when the when the um, uh, the elite came back. All the trolling they did a pump is just to set something up for later. So you think? So you do think it's a work now? They're turning it into a work? No, no. I, I think it's. A, I think it's a shoot that be, that's becoming a work. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. A yeah, shoot that's turning yeah, into a work. Yeah, but yeah, no, but no, no. They had real issues for sure. Oh yeah. I just, I just yeah. think that I just, I think that they sat down, they came to an agreement. Cooler heads prevail. Mm-hmm. And we'll see Punk and AEW again sometime next year, February, March, somewhere around that time. Wow, that would be something. Maybe, do, maybe do Revolution. Have, do they have a big show in March? Well, they've got Revolution. Revolution comes up. Revolution, uh, Revolution so, comes yeah, up around March. that time. I think you'll probably see CM Punk come out and maybe he'll come out and cost Kenny Omega the title, or you know, it could be something along those lines. Yeah, he's uh, Revolution is March fifth in San Francisco. Uh, a show that I'm actually thinking about going to. But, I mean, I just don't want to do it until they show me more with their booking. They got to stop giving me matches just to give me matches. I'm tired of that. Uh, and I think he's doing it because Eric Bischoff keeps saying stop doing it. It just seems like that's what Tony does. Uh, that's kind of some female shit, to be honest with you. Like, if I go left, you go right. If I go up, you'll go down. What the hell, man? Like, you need to give us reasons for these matches. There's only a few stories going on in AEW. And then there's only – and then there's even – there's even less of that that is actually good as far as story. So, uh, MJF had a big match though with Ricky Starks. We knew MJF wasn't going to lose the belt. He's Absolutely. the world. He's and, I, the- and I hated that uh, for Ricky Starks because that was it was a no win situation for him. But um, it was cool to see him in the match and see the, the crowd reaction, which is what you're looking for in a lot of those situations. I'm sure Ricky Starks somewhere down the line, excuse me, sometime next year, you know, he'll probably come back and be the one to actually dethrone. Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would like that. I would really like that. Ricky Starks is phenomenal on the mic now. He's phenomenal in the ring. I liked how he's been getting more TV time. This is what I like about it now that Adam Cole, and I hope he gets better, but I heard that concussion is pretty damn bad. His career could be over what I've heard. But uh, it's good. Hey, as long as he's been out, it, it's, it's got to be pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. I've heard that. But uh, – the fact that Adam Cole is not on television and all those other people, the Bobby Fisher, the Bobby Fishers and all that crap that I didn't like, now you're getting more TV time. Now you're getting what we asked for. We're getting more of, you know, the acclaim as tag team champions. This is the first tag team championship other than the Young Bucks that they didn't write off after they won the titles, you know, where they didn't have anything for them and they lost all creative creativity as far as what they're going to do. Speaking of creativity, Andre Edelo, he's, uh, you know, he tore his pick. He's repairing. Yep. I mean, he's recovering from an injury. He was also winning some stuff with Sammy Guevara a few a few uh, weeks ago or months ago. Uh, so was Eddie Kingston. And he's been off TV for a while now. It's just been a lot of different crazy things going on because Tony Khan doesn't know how to lead and he doesn't know how to control his, his men in that locker room. And it has to get better for 23 
Well, this is going to be the fastest, fastest uh, sinking ship that we've seen in quite some time or in ever in wrestling history. All right, T, I just wanted to just bring up Sasha Banks. We wanted to say something about wrestling for a change. And we hope that Chris Jericho, after giving that jobber that win on Wednesday Night Dynamite, that he's finally getting it and he's going to take a step back. He did the Ocho thing. Notice he lost the Ring of Honor title as soon as they found out they were not getting a deal. So that is the reason why he was the Ring of Honor champion, because they were trying to push that story and get more people to come watch Ring of Honor when they, you know, got the TV time. But they didn't get it. Uh, And again, I can understand why not. The numbers were not that good if you look at the pay-per-views. And why would it be? They're doing pay-per-views based off of nothing. Where the past two weeks, the two weeks prior to the pay-per-view, they hurry up and push Ring of Honor people on Dynamite and Rampage and shove it down your throat and say, oh, yeah, we've got a pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks. So here you go. Nah, man. Warner Discovery, I don't know if they know what they want or not, but they definitely know they don't want that. T, what's going on in the WWE before we get out of here? Anything important to, to talk about as far as what? How do you feel about Bray Wyatt since he's back and what they're doing with him? How do you feel with just the whole direction since the last time we yeah. talked about WWE and Triple H? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, the Bray Wyatt thing is kind of, it's um, it's taken a, a little bit of a while to get to where we are now. But I am liking where we are. Bray Wyatt seems to kind of have this, alter ego that he's trying to he's trying to keep back so i think by the time he actually makes it to the ring to compete we are probably going to see a side of Bray, another side of Bray that we haven't seen um i don't know if it's going to be the fiend or something similar to it but i'm i'm looking forward to it because you know what i'm you know there's there's this level of curiosity there's this level of the unknown and uh, i appreciate Bray for kind of painting this picture and, and having us on the edge of our seats, waiting to see what the final portrait looks like. Um, as far as that, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to, really looking forward to see what they do with Gunther as it pertains to the Intercontinental Championship. And apparently he's pre-booked with Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. You want to talk about brutality. That is going to be a physical nightmare for somebody. I don't think anybody's safe, not even the ref, <laughs> because that is going to be a beat down both ways. I'm, that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a lot those both of those guys can do. But what I'm most looking forward to, uh, because I like to look forward a lot of the times, is to see exactly what they do with Austin Theory. Uh, I think that he is in a good spot right now where there's a lot of different ways that he can be booked uh, going forward here at the, coming up at the Rumble, coming up at WrestleMania. But I do think that they have found his niche as a heel and they just had to get their briefcase off of him. And now everything, everything seems to work now. So okay. I'm looking forward to all of that. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, and I guess, and of course, the, the, the big thing is looking forward to see how they uh, break Sami Zayn off from the bloodline and team him up with Kevin Owens because we all know that's the direction. That's where it's going. Uh, we just don't know exactly how they're going to get there, but it's coming. That's been the best thing that I've seen so far from. And it's uh, hilarious. From every AD- week. Oh man, yes. Uh, my dog, <laughs> my Sammy, dog. Man, Sammy, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy Zane, and is, is Sammy Uso, or however you want to call it, man. He, it very a very good addition that they added to it. Another way to push the storyline out a little bit further, yeah. you know, to keep from boring you with. 
hey, I know y'all are tired of Roman Reigns still being a champion, but man, isn't this mm-hmm. Sammy stuff hilarious? And it is, it's, you know. It is, it is hilarious. What's more hilarious is trying to see the uh, the rest of the bloodline keep their composure while he is being a complete fool in the ring. Yes, and most of the times they fail. Yes, that is that is that is a hundred percent. That is a hundred percent right. Uh, and yes, uh, just a whole everything that they do, man, is pretty oozy. As Sammy would say, pretty oozy. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm liking it. I am. That's the best thing that they've got going right now. Uh, I would say that uh, theory. I don't know what is going on with that. From what I took from what I've been seeing, and I don't get to watch it as much as you do, Terrence. But from what I see, and that's because I'm waiting on Cody. I'm sorry. It just seems to be better still when Cody's there. I'm waiting on that. But as far as SmackDown goes. Or whatever theory is on, for what I see when I see theory, it's like this McMahon, that was his guy. And they were he was pushing the he was pushing the hell out of him. I don't think he's really so much of a Triple H guy. And I think Triple H is saying, Hey, look, I'm gonna put him where he belongs. He's not ready to do what Vince thought he was ready to do yet. I mean to take the money in the bank and all of that away from him and he got nothing out of it. I mean, what what was that about? It seemed like a complete waste. So I don't know. Uh Triple H has done some good things. I don't know if that was one of them. But I, I know why they did what they did. He doesn't see he doesn't see him in the same light that Vince did. And here we are. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, I can't really say, uh, again, Dominic, I uh, like what they're doing with that. Uh, there's rumors that Dominic is really sleeping with Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley was supposed to be talking to somebody from AEW. I think the, yeah, I think buddy, the House of Black Matthews. guy. Yeah, Buddy Matthews from House of Black. Who was also back in AEW, which I forgot to mention. Uh, Tony Khan was not letting him out of his contract, and I mean uh, that uh, I mean uh, Alexter, what's his name again? Um, Malachi Black. He wasn't letting him out of it. So that whole I need some some space, I need some time off. I got some mental issues, some mental health issues going on. He got that stuff straightened out pretty quick within a couple of weeks or a month time because they're back, and uh, we'll see what they do with them this time. Miro. No, no direction for him at all. He's ready to go. He's not doing any more filming. But they're not doing anything with him. That's strange that they have no creative, uh, n- no creative idea on what they're gonna do with Miro. But back to the WWE. Yes, T. This is good stuff. And um, that's my biggest thing right there. Is what what the hell are they doing with Theory? And uh, let's see, let's see. I am also. What what else am I impressed with from what I've seen on there? Uh, the women's division. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not a fan of. I, I think that at some point they just need to break down and get Ronda Rousey a manager. Mm. Like I do appreciate them having her being a bad guy because yeah. she's just naturally in that role anyway, and I, and I think she enjoys it. Uh, I enjoy seeing Shayna Baszler kind of being back to her old self, but I think at some point. You've got to get those guys a manager, those mm-hmm. ladies, mm-hmm. Uh, especially Ronda, because what she's doing is is cool, but it would be exponentially better to me if she had a Paul Heyman type. Now I don't want to see her run out there with Paul Heyman because I think that she needs the 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 female equivalent to Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who that is, and it might be somebody that's not in WWE, but I think that's what she needs to kind of take her character to the next level. A lot of bad guys, a lot of tough bad guys always needed a manager. Yep. 
and yeah, I would that, like to see her with one. But I and, and I know that you know we could probably talk about this and get on out of here because I know it's getting late. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the one of the biggest topics in, in in wrestling right now is the release of Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And uh, man, listen, I am. I know there's a lot of opinions floating around. I think I am somewhere in between. Okay. I and I say that because I am all for people making their own money. However they choose to do so, that's their business. However, people have to keep in mind that if you are in someone's employee, even if you're a contracted employee, that company has rules. That company has a has a uh, an image that they have to maintain. And this is not 1998. If this is 1998, she might be women's champion by tomorrow. Unfortunately, yep. this company is PG. This company, you know, might be selling to Disney at any time. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, you can't what she what she's doing. You just can't do. You just can't do it. It's, it's part of the rules. It's, it's, it is what it is. Right. I understand she's making a lot of money from it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn down my money either. I wouldn't turn down my my bump free money just to come in this ring and take bumps and make lists. Right. You know, and I, and I think that WWE might have to realize that if she's making this kind of money, there's value there. Pay her what she needs to be paid, and then she'll drop it, mm-hmm. and she can come back and they can they can work that out. But yeah, I don't blame her. I wouldn't I wouldn't lose my money either, just to have to come in the ring and take bumps. Right. Interesting. So I'm I'm in the middle on that. I, I'm you know I see it from both sides. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you on that, man. I see it from both sides also. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. But, yeah, rules are rules. And uh, I think sometimes some of these people are looking now since we've got these, since we have so many different um, options now. And, and I'm saying as if I'm a wrestler myself. But these wrestlers have so many options now that AEW is a thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're, Japan. we're looking at like this, Jarvis. Uh-huh. If, if this, if some of the things, the things that we, are, we have access to now, mm-hmm. Uh, with social media and just ways to generate funds, I am talking about online sex work when I say that. Uh-huh. Right. Um, <laughs> you you mean to tell me you do, do you believe that Shawn Michaels wouldn't have an OnlyFans in '96? <laughs> exactly. He damn yes, sure. He, he, he definitely yes, he definitely would. Absolutely. He damn near had it on Monday Night Raw every week. <laughs> you know, I mean, he did. As, as Bret Hart would say, he did the girly magazines. Right, yeah, right, right. You know, so of course <laughs> oh, he would. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't want that to ever be a, a quote unquote double standard. Now, hey, now if she was out here, you know, popping that thing and 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 uh, on videos and and doing like you know doing full porn or whatever. All right, I could see where that would be a problem. Yeah. But like, man, listen, you can't. Technically, you can't see her pictures unless you subscribe anyway, outside of what leaks. And pictures of superstars have leaked over. Listen, we've had Seth Rollins. We've had Charlotte Flair. We've had, I think, Gail Kim. Uh, a lot of these people have had pictures to leak. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get in trouble for it. No. How is that any different from what, uh, what what Mandy Rose did? Because technically, you can only see Mandy Rose pictures if you subscribe. That's true. That is true. So um, I think, and and maybe and maybe that's her argument. And again, I can see it from that side too. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW, they they this is what they started doing in 2020. 
2021, something that I didn't quite agree with, but they started jumping on some of these released WWE uh, superstars. That, that's when they, that's that, when they probably should jump on. Yeah, that, that, this I is one that they I probably know that should. They, they, they kind of oversaturated themselves, uh-huh. but I do think that that's one they probably should jump on. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we'll see. Mandy Rose, she's out from w, she's out of WWE. Sasha Banks and Naomi been gone for months, six, seven months, and we don't know what's going to happen, but they could be on their way to AEW also. And one last thing before we get out of here, then, I, I guess, is just, uh, or did we already talk about it, T? This McMahon itching to come back into the WWE, but the people in the head of board, a lot of his allies are like, no, we're straight. Uh, Terrence, do you see this man forcing his way back in, or are they going to keep this thing going the way it is and not mess up a good thing? I, I think somebody's going to get a hold of him and say, hey, man, you just can't do it. Uh-huh. You, yep. you cannot have um, an 84-year-old pervert forcing his way back into the company. But you just you just ran your, your NXT Women's Champion off, uh, for posting a couple of pictures, but this man has been forcing himself on women for 30-plus years. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. You just cannot do it. Literally, the, the company might crumble if that happened. Yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. too. I like, agree. Sponsors will pull out. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, investors might pull out. No, man, you just can't do it. Right. Okay. Um, all right, well, that's about it pretty much. Again, we talked about uh, WWE, a little bit of AEW and WWE all together. Uh, we've got SmackDown coming up on Friday. That's tonight. Uh, we've also got uh, Rampage, also 10-9 Central. I really was hoping AEW could have got that Ring of Honor TV deal. And I was hoping that maybe Rampage could have got an extra hour also. and Or maybe Ring of Honor only gets one hour. And either or, you get to get all of these people on the roster, some stories, and some angles, and they're all on TV. And that still doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So we're going to continue to have this revolving issue where people are just getting pushed and shuffled to the back. And Miro, he did an extension over a year ago. And... He's just getting paid to do nothing. I don't know why they have nothing creative for him right now, but they don't. That is the word. Uh, who's the next challenger for MJFT? Real quick before we get out of here. Uh, oh, it's, Brian it's, it's Brian Danielson. That's right, of course. Brian Danielson did show up at the end of that match and uh, ran or chased MJF out of the arena damn near. We'll see how that goes. MJF is the AEW champion still and the ring of – I mean, and the uh, dynamite, the dynamite ring or whatever. He still got that as well. Four-time champ on that. Uh, Moxley and Han- Hangman Page, I guess they'll get that cracking at some point here. It's coming. And um, I'm not really interested in that many more things on AEW right now. And that's sad, but 22 was a down year. And that's another reason why I hadn't had a lot to say about the wrestling. But uh, WWE, they could get better at some things, but they've definitely turned things around. And they've, they've got it watchable again, though. I will say that. Um, but I really do wish that they would get away from the from the PG thing. Uh, all right. That's it. Roman Reigns is still the champion. We will discuss at a later time who is going to dethrone him because it's finally coming sooner than later. We just don't know will it be Cody Rhodes at, you know, um, WrestleMania or maybe The Rock at WrestleMania. The rumor is that there's going to be a – you know, there's always a two-night extravaganza now for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see what Punk says about the remarks that he said about WrestleMania being a two-night event, uh, some some BS. 
he basically threw a shot at him. If Triple H brings him back, I can't wait to see, you know, you know what he says about that. These shots sometimes, you got to be careful who you're shooting at, man. <laughs> you know, you may need to go back and join him. So my whole thing is, though, they're saying that there's two matches that Roman Reigns could possibly be in. I'm sure you've heard this, Terrence, on WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend where he would probably defend the title night one against The Rock and, of course, defeat The Rock because, well, The Rock is not full-time as a wrestler. But then night two, he he, he defended or defend the other one, the other belt, against Cody. And this is how they would, you know, break, split these belts back up and get it on, you know, get one of those title belts back to Raw. I think Cody would be the one that would fight Roman on night two, and he would beat Roman. So he would be one and one on the night. He'd still be universal or whichever the other. He'd have one belt, beating the Rock, and he'd lose the other one to Cody. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but would you, would you, would you pay for that? To see that, or you got another type of theory that they should go in another direction? They should um, go. Whatever they do, I don't really care how they do it. I just think that he has carried both of those titles for so long. I don't want to see a scenario where he just gives the title up. Right. Uh, he needs to lose to give somebody else to rub, if that's to Cody, if that's to The Rock. And I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a situation where The Rock wins and, and gives it up and they have a tournament. You know, tournaments are cool sometimes. I say that because I don't know if I don't know if you know, but there was a scene in Young Rock where that's supposed to be in the future, uh, where the Rock has all the, the heavyweight titles he's won and the universal title is sitting on his mantle. Uh, the blue universal title. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of No, I did not know that. But okay. Yeah, they were throwing Easter eggs out there, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But uh but I, I just wanted to make sure it's a situation where he actually loses it. Because he's carried it for so long, so you know enough of this uh, protecting this player, this person, that I'm losing in the ring. I think The Rock will be the reason why, if they do it the way I just said it, where it's a two night event and he he has to defend both titles on on both nights. I think he beats yeah. The Rock, and I think The Rock says, "What the hell with this? You're not gonna keep cheating. You, you you screwed me over. That's how you beat me. You're not gonna do Cody like that." And he comes to save the day for Cody, and that's how Cody wins, and then everybody wins. I think. Because, you know, like he still had The Rock save him or help him from the screw job that Roman and the bloodline was about to put in on Cody right. also. And then Cody prevails and he, he wins. Uh, now, that is if Triple H sees Cody as that. We were told, I was, I, I've heard sources say that even before Vince left, he didn't have plans on him being, on Cody Rhodes being the WWE champion. And I found that surprising. I thought that was the reason why he went and got him. He was going to put the belt on him immediately. But he wasn't going to do the same thing Tony Khan was doing. You know, like, he gets somebody from WWE, we're pushing you straight to the top. They were still hell-bent on, man, you came from over there, though. You know, like, welcome, to, welcome back to the big leagues. But, nah, not ready for that. You know, it's like he still was in developmental form or something. I don't know. Does Triple H value him as a WWE champion? That's something that remains to be seen. I think they've squashed their differences and put that to the side. They would have to if he comes back and he gets the big push that we expect him to have. Just pay close attention to what they do with him as he comes back, and you will start to know that if Triple H is still bitter or if he's moved on and he's doing what's best for business. We will see. But uh, that's all I've got, man. I'm glad that we were able to get some of that wrestling out of the way. And this has been a great long show, but I think it wasn't bad considering the fact that we right. were able to get this out the way, along with the NBA and all of the NFL uh, uh, games and predictions. 
So that's it. Hope everybody enjoyed. T, you got anything else, man, before we close out? Hey, no, that, no, that's it, man. I'm just looking forward to these games this Saturday. Yes. And uh, we'll see how everything goes. That's right. All right. So um, we're out of here. Tune in to SmackDown and Rampage, the Tribal Chief. Y'all check it out. Bloodline, they're doing some good things. That stuff is funny. Um, I, that's what I when I see he's not there, I, I don't I don't watch. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, but when he's there, I'm all in uh, for the time that he's there. It's it's good TV, good entertainment. That's all I've got though. Yeah, we're out of here. Uh, y'all be safe out there, and um, hope you enjoy those Saturday games and Sunday as well. And uh, we'll be back after Monday Night Football, which is. I don't even know. I don't even think I know who Monday Night Football is, but it doesn't matter. We'll talk about it when we come back. Absolutely. <laughs> On the next episode of The Great Debate Show with me, Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick Elias, the good guys. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Download and follow. Be safe, y'all. Peace. Peace out, guys.